Um, I have a surprise for you, which kind of doubles as an announcement. Okay. Um, we have a little bit of gender swap merch now. We have a little bit of merch. Hold on. I'll send you our Redbubble shop link. Okay. I got permission from our logo artist, sweet, sweet, amazing Eli Murphy. Um, and we now have stickers. We have pins. We have hats that I have yet to buy. We have, uh, I think, a tank top that I wanted to get. Hold on, I gotta find my shop. We got a lot of shit. We got we got journals. If you want to get our logo on journals, uh, I have already, as part of your birthday gift, I've already gotten you some of the stickers and one of the pens. Um, but you do also have other stuff involved as well. But whenever you click on one of the logos, it'll take you to the sticker page, and then you scroll down, and you'll see what some of the other ones are. Oh, I forgot that there's a phone case. I really wanted to make the phone cases look really stupid. Like, I wanted to put the logo as tiny as possible, like, in the far corner, but the problem is that different phone cases were different sizes, so I couldn't I couldn't put them all in the corner, and it wouldn't let me edit per phone case, which was supremely disappointing, because I really wanted to dick around and make the stupidest phone cases known to man. Oh, there's an iPhone wallet. Oh, I forgot about that one. Is that the blue one or the or is it white? It's white. I had a pretty shade of like light blue that I couldn't decide whether or not to use. Um, but I am absolutely going to get one of the dad hats for myself. For the dear listener, the markup on these things is exceedingly low. Like for the little items, it's 0% because I feel like it's... Or no, for the, the, the expensive items, it's like 0%. Um, but for the... Uh, smaller items it's like five percent and my plan was to just give that money to eli because he's the one who actually made the logo um so uh yeah it's it's very affordable i would say as far as uh stickers and pins and shit go um and once i get paid i'm gonna get myself a little hat and get a silly little hat so i just thought it'd be fun to do that in secret okay we now we have merch that's a fun and exciting announcement yeah hey stevie yeah what else do you have for me? What else do I have for you? Um, Specifically, daily question. Daily question. question uh, I was about to say it, actually, so fuck you. Um, hold <laughs> on. See, here's the thing. I didn't pull up my, my quiz thing because I was busy, or I didn't pull up my, my daily question list yet because I was busy uh, making a you quiz titled which gender swap episode title are you uh, i'm not done with it yet but just know it is forthcoming i am working on it and i was narrowing down which of our episode titles to use um and i figured that i should probably use the public ones and not involve the patreon ones which is a bummer because there's some really funny fucking titles in our patreon exclusives but i figured that that wouldn't be fair so i am mainly sticking to our our public titles um and i'm i'm narrowing them down right now because we have a lot of episodes <laughs> under our belt at this point, and I don't want to have to make a quiz that's that long. We do. This one is number 25. Number 25. That's so many. Yeah, we're coming up on a year of doing it. Over a year? Is it here? Uh, about a year. Yeah, because I thought we started in June, but it might have been in May. I think it was June. I, might, I, uh, I don't remember. I don't know. Ugh, sorry, my back did a thing. Um... Yeah, so I'm, I'm narrowing those down, and I'm thinking, I can't decide if it should be a quiz where it's just like, oh, what's your, oh, it's your favorite color, where would you go on vacation, what would your friends say about you? I'm thinking this is like a choose-your-own-adventure, and then at the end I tell them what episode title they get based on their, their thing. Like, along the lines of, um, tell me your perfect date with Garfield, and I'll tell you how you die. Like, I would love for them to be completely unrelated, because otherwise, only the result is fun. And I want the quiz taking itself to be fun, you know what I mean? Um, so I'm gonna make the quiz I want to see in the world. So, y'all just be on the lookout for that. I'll be, I'll be promoting it on my TikTok. If, like you do. If you are reincarnated as an animal, what would you choose and why? If I was reincarnated as an animal... Hmm... I like to be reincarnated as a small dog that was spoiled. Oh, that's so good. That's ah, so good in like a rich old woman's house or something. That'd be great. Yeah. Or like a small spoiled dog. Or millennials that identify as like dog parents because like they don't have kids. I'm not. I'm not adding y'all. I'm talking about like the kinds that have like all white houses and they have like the the Ray Dunn, uh, like dishes and Crockery. stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's like the whole house is white, but somehow they still have a dog and that they're not upset about when they get on the furniture. Yeah. 
I'm thinking of a specific family I went to church with. <laughs> I was about to say, it's very specific what you're saying. Yeah, here. and their house smelled so fucking weird because they always lit a ton of scented candles at once. And it's like, my love, I have bad news for you. Don't light all the scents at once. It doesn't make a good scent. Um, also, their teen daughter had... You know why they did that? Huh? You know why they did that? Why would they do that? To cover up the dog smell. That also tracks, except they had a big-ass dog, so that would, I feel like, cause more stink. I don't know a lot about yes. about dogs, but I feel like... Bigger the dog, the bigger the stink. Bigger the stink. It just tracks, you know? Also, their teen daughter had a Trump flag in her bedroom, like, on her wall, and I was like, oh, my love, you have been so indoctrinated. She was, like, 14. How are you... Also did not match with the decor. It was very tacky. It was a whole thing. Like... We had to do a small group there. Of course, it was at church, right? We had to do a small group there, and it was yeah. so annoying. Anyway, she and I did not get along. I can imagine. Yeah, so a small dog, I think, is a really good choice. I was trying to think through animals that, like, are not generally, like, hunted. I think that being kept as a pet could be pleasant. Um, I think that I would like to be... I was going to say a cat. I feel that would be, like, my, my normal, like, off-the-top-of-my-head answer. Um, but I feel like um, stray cats are very common, and I always feel very sad about them. So I don't think I would do a cat. I think I would do a crow, because crows are really fucking cool, uh, and you just it, like everywhere you go, you just look really cool, and everybody's like, "Ooh, it's an omen!" And they're also, and they're also smart enough to make friends with people, you know. And so I can just like choose a person and then they get attached to me because I'm cool because I'm a crow and I'm smart and if they're a cool person they'll know that I chose them if I wanted to I could just find some goth family and just start showing up on their porch and be fed all the time it's great I feel like crows are are wild enough to where they're not going to be fucked with but they're also like intriguing enough and friendly enough to where cool people will will be willing to hang out with them you know what I mean? What are you showing me? <gasps> Jet the talking crow. And they can talk. And they can talk. That would be also very good. Going to skip forward some? Skip forward. Get to the talking. <laughs> Dang it. I was hoping for a better video of a crow talking. It's just talking. her talking about the crow talking. I want to hear him actually talking. Uh, Fable the raven. Well, this is a raven. I'm still not so. totally clear on the difference, TBH. Uh, they have no. such silly Damn voices. It. They have such silly voices. You'd think they'd have cool ones, but no. They're just like, bah, 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 bah. and it's great. <gasps> He's got a deep voice. It's the first like bird I've heard with a deep voice. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so cute. He can cough. <gasps> Let him say fuck. <laughs> what a jackass. That's so fucking cute. He proves that he... But yeah, like, I've seen I've seen better videos than, than those. There are always a lot like, on TikTok. I tend to get a lot of those, because they enthrall me every time. It's great. You know, Crow's really smart. They can talk. They, they can recognize people's faces. So if someone's an asshole to a crow, all the other crows gang up on them. Exactly. I'm going to have a cool crow family. I can also have a human family if I want. I'm going to be a, an omen of any kind of thing if I want. If I see somebody being mean to the people I like, I could start showing up at their house. I get my buddies to show up at their house. And it's like, oh, what are you going to do? I'm, a, I'm an omen of death. What are you going to do? And it's great. I feel like there are pretty much no downsides to being a crow, actually. So... Except cats. I can fly. Cats can't fly. Fuck them cats. I I can fly. Yeah, cats can sneak up on, on, on birds. Okay. Well, I don't know how well crows can hear. But cats are hear. a problem. I don't know how well crows can hear. I, I don't... I'll have to figure that out. I'll have to figure that out. Maybe, maybe I'll have, like, a buddy system, and I'll always have a crow buddy with me, and we'll just, like, watch out for each other, you know? I'm sure that's something crows already do. Yeah, I'll have like a crow boyfriend or something. There you go. That's my that's my question. Yeah, and I I couldn't find a way to break into any funny <laughs> punchlines on top of that that we could then jump to the theme song. I just think crows are cool. That's listen, no jokes, no goofs. Jokes are out of the room right now. I just think they're neat. That's all. <laughs> that's the podcast. End it here. Although that does also. Um, pose the idea I, okay as far as i understand about traditional ideas of reincarnation it has to do with how good of a person you were right so like if you were 
I don't know, shitty, you're going to be like a bug or something, right? And then I guess like depending on how good of a person you were, sort of like it'll increase in complexity. So my assumption is that like if you were like an uber good person, you can come back as a human again or if there's anything above human, maybe an alien, that would be fun. Um, So I'm like, I, I am wondering sort of like what the hierarchy of animals and morality is. And I think that I could just be like, I feel like I could be chaotic neutral and come back as a crow. You know, that feels fitting. Like, I don't necessarily have to follow the laws, but I can be nice to the people around me, and I think that that is still just enough good stuff to come back as a crow. Hey. What? Stevie. What, Micah, what? What's a crow's favorite sport? You just looked up a joke, didn't you? What's a crow's favorite sport? Croquet. That's so fucking lazy. It's gender swap. That's so lazy. It sucks. I know it is. There's 80 of these and they don't get any better. What, you just Googled crow related jokes? Crow jokes? Yes, I did. (laughs) These are crow jokes for kids. That was the best one you saw at a glance. Yes. Damn. They don't get any better. Give me another. I'm just curious. No matter what, crows always stick together with Velcro. That's stupid. That's stupid as shit. That doesn't, that doesn't even have, like, the setup of a joke. Yep. Most of these don't. Lame. Went on a walk today. Had a couple of crows following me around. I'm pretty sure I have the Corvid. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm trying to understand what, what they even meant by that. The COVID? Sort of saying that it was an omen. I feel like that's too. I feel that's too disconnected. It doesn't even land. Hey, Stevie. Hey, Micah. What do crows wear during Halloween? What do crows wear during Halloween? Costumes. No, that's funny. Okay, I'll get. I will give you that one. <laughs> I do like that one. I think a crow costume would be very, very good because they got weird shaped bodies. So, like, what are they going to wear? A little hat? They could wear a little hat. They could probably wear a scarf. But I feel like shirts are going to get more maybe, complicated. Maybe some pants. I feel like pants are logistically impossible for a crow. Are the pants just going to go around the tail and the legs or just around the tail? I feel like it gets too complicated. No, that's Hold fair. on. Googling. Googling crow pants. You're just going to get pictures of pants with crow or. Pictures of pants with crows on them. Apparently there's a different kind of... Oh, this is like a specific... Oh, these are like ski pants. Apparently there are ski pants called the crow or something like that. Well, that's lame. Okay, crows wearing pants. (laughs) Crows wearing clothes. Perfect. Recommended. Yeah, you know, I was right. Most of them are just wearing scarves and hats and shit. Which makes sense when you figure out how lumpy they are in the rest of their places. Uh... The ones that are wearing other kinds of clothes are uh, bipedal, so that kind of takes away the the issue at that point. I just remember something I saw earlier that I would love to talk to you about. I was scrolling through Instagram earlier. Okay, could you could you hold that thought? Yes, absolutely. Welcome to Gender Swap, a podcast for two transgender siblings, one of whom has been trying to squeeze in this intro for the past like five minutes and hasn't been able to because Stevie just kept going. I'm so excited. The other one just kept going. Yeah. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Micah. My pronouns are they, them. My name is Stevie, and I use he, they pronouns. And imagine my surprise earlier today when I was scrolling through Instagram, and I got an ad from none other than Build-A-Bear. I am a regular patron of Build-A-Bear. I appreciate the bear-building arts. Um, But this particular ad was all, like, neon and cool, and it said, Build-A-Bear After Dark. And I, said, I don't think they can let you build it with butt plugs. And I said, oh, <laughs> what does that mean? And I went to the comments, and every one of the comments was disappointed that they did not have bears and BDSM gear. Every single comment was like, this is lame. This is stupid as shit. I thought that we'd have, like, Shibari bears and stuff. Oh, my God, Shibari? That's funny. Because they always have bear puns involved in all of their merch. I think that would be clever. And instead... It would be clever. I took a screenshot of every single fucking bear they had. Um, and the first one that showed up was just a girly um, wearing uh, a little, like, unitard that said babe on the front. And she was holding a little a little can of seltzer. It's just a bear holding a fucking white claw. Most of them are just 
alcohol related holding champagne uh, one of them says uh is just wearing a sweater this is the only adult part of this bear he's wearing a sweater that says cozy as fluff because <laughs> it's like fuck but it, it but it's a but it's a funny it's it's like fuck it's funny. No, I got it. It's really funny. Yeah, I got it's it. It's super adult. It's hilarious. It's super adult, super naughty. Couldn't put that with the regular kid stuff. There's a bear holding a cell phone. Oh, sorry. This is a dog holding a cell phone. Wearing a shirt that says, don't text your ex. <laughs> I fucking hate this line. This sucks ass. This is a nightmare. Uh, they also have, this is a, a, a subset of a, of a section they're calling Bear Cave, which is also seems to be geared more towards adults. That's a gay bar. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> oh, also, it's worth That's... noting that um, their, their, their Love Wins Bear is also in the adult section. So of course need to need to keep kids safe from that 18 plus material. And I'm like, you're just, mm-hmm. you're outing yourselves now. Come on. Oh my God. Uh, oh, a classic. It's wine o'clock somewhere. Most of them are about Rose. And of course the greatest is just a bear wearing a shirt that says I can't even, it's just like a bunch of out of touch millennial marketers just like looked at a bunch of bears and then vomited on them and called it a day. Like it's just wine mom material. This is a nightmare. This is a nightmare hellscape. I wanted horny bears. The world's just not ready for horny bears. <laughs> not outside of the bear cave. There's no, even the bear cave was just career bears. They're just wearing No, I meant Oh, oh, I meant your like gay bar. The Sorry. gay bar. Sorry, I forgot the, the bear cave. Not not as in their thing. I was still getting no, mad they, about they, them. There's only one true bear cave. <laughs> Actually, there's probably several. I bet you they franchise. There's gotta be. They absolutely would. Hold on a second. Google bear cave gay bar. It's, it's for sure. Uh, let's see. There's one in uh, Titusville. Great. Let's see. There's one in Grand Canaria. Don't know where that is. I was going to say, where the fuck is Grand Canaria? But no, Titusville, Florida has the bear cave. Does it look fun? Is it well rated? It would actually be funnier if it was really badly rated. A lot of people don't like it. Oh, no. Are they being homophobic or it's just like a shitty bar? I think it's just a shitty bar. Damn. So there's a niche available for us to fill in both, I suppose, the the gay bar arena and also the the horny Build-A-Bear arena. I now propose... It's not a Build-A-Bear, because you can't call it Build-A-Bear, but it's very clearly a knockoff Build-A-Bear, and it is solely for making horny bears, but it is, like, inside of a gay bar. I actually think that would go very well. Oh, this isn't people rating the bar, they're rating the drinks they had at the bar. Oh? I didn't know that was a, a thing you could do specifically. Okay. So, like, someone had, like, the Brick River Cider, and their their, their caption was, not a fan. Okay. What? That's so. I feel like you shouldn't down the whole establishment because you didn't like what you ordered. That's kind of shitty. Looks like that's what they're doing on this web, this particular website. So <laughs> that's so shitty. Okay. Well, maybe they're not all that bad then. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. They're, maybe they're decent. Uh, speaking of things that aren't decent and are definitely shitty. Oh, I know where this is going. Here comes the news. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, I threw these together in like 20 minutes because I actually got home late from a thing I was just at. Oh, no. But I do have three articles for us. The first article, Florida Health Care Department advises against gender-affirming care for youth. Yeah, of course they do. Of course they do. Like, it, of course Florida would be on the front lines of this shitty-ass movement. Yeah, according to the guidance, which was released Wednesday... Children who identify as transgender or gender diverse should not be offered social transition care. Yep. Even just social transition? Even social transition. Not even medically. Just do not do not call them a different name. Don't change their pronouns. Don't 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 let them feel like they can be who they are, which definitely will not lead to rising rates of trans teen suicide. (sighs) Yep. Yeah. Anyway, should not be offered social transition care. The process in which a child or adolescent adopts a name, gender pronouns, and clothing that match their gender identity 
nor should they be offered puberty blockers, hormone therapy, or gender reassignment surgery. That's... The article goes on to say, gender reassignment surgery is a treatment not generally offered to children. Yeah. It, no shit. It literally is not a problem. That's already not happening. And a fucking, of course, Ron DeSantis would be the one pushing an even stricter, like, e- even like even stricter what advice policy on trans kids because the other states are like yeah don't let them medically transition that's terrifying but as far as i know none of them are saying don't let them socially transition as well because they can't really legislate that but of course desantis is going to try and fucking push that oh it's like our there was a bill in michigan Mm. i think it was michigan Mm -hmm. that they're pushing that it hasn't passed yet but it doesn't allow anybody under the age of 25 to get HRT. Jesus fucking Christ. The argument being that their, brain's not their fully frontal developed. lobe hasn't finished yep. developed yet. Old news. Oldest argument in the goddamn fucking book. Yeah. It's not like it's not like those people won't fucking make it to 25 if they're not offered the care they need. They should have just waited. Mm-hmm. They should just wait until their brain was better. Duh. It's not like going yeah. through incorrect puberty is really fucking traumatizing. Speaking of things that are really fucking traumatizing. Hold on, sidebar. Uh, I think we should also incorporate a segment called um, Good LGBTQ News uh, because otherwise I'll jump off the roof. Like, this is so fucking depressing lately. And I, obviously we need to report on that stuff because it's very important. But I would also like to report on if anything good is happening as well, just to kind of balance the scales. I haven't seen anything good beyond the the bear, the bear cave finding out that exists. <laughs> okay, I'll look harder. <laughs> you handle the bad news. I'll handle the good news. <laughs> there we go. That works. Uh, our next headline. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signs a bill revoking Disney's special district status. What is that? What does that mean? Well, you see, Stevie. Oh. Disney is their own town. Okay. They fix their own roads. Uh-huh. They have their own power plant. Uh-huh. They have their own water facilities. Uh-huh. And the whole thing is set up. It's, it's called Reedy Creek mm-hmm. is, is, is the incorporated area. Okay. If they actually manage to, rev- to revoke it, and it's, there's, there's arguments that this is kind of toothless what they have, uh-huh. and Disney's going to fight them. Obviously. But if they did manage to actually revoke it, then I believe it's Osceola County and Orange County which are the two counties that Reedy Creek is in, mm-hmm. would have to assume responsibility. No, they will not that do dr- that. <laughs> and that would drive up their property taxes by 25%. Yeah, Disney has the money to fight that. I know damn well those counties don't want to be responsible for their shit. That's too much. That is so much. That is this retaliation? Okay, I might, this might be a reach. Is this retaliation because Disney started speaking out against the Don't Say Gay Bill? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Of course it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's all this is. Yeah, this is literally the only situation in which it's like, well, at least this corporation has the money to fight it, you know? And it's like, I'm not even going to call Disney an ally because they were secretly funding the Republican politicians who were pushing that bill until they got called out on it. And now they had the fucking audacity to say, oops, oopsie, oopsie daisies are bad. We love the homosexuals. Uh, and now that's, uh, that's, that's an unforgivable sin, obviously. Yeah. God. Because they they spoke up after it was too late. Yeah. They're still in the wrong, apparently. Yeah. Like, Christ. It's so... Oh, my God. They didn't even do anything. They just said... Some, the money already went to the politicians. They just said, mm-hmm. oops, are bad afterwards. Like, come on. The bill, which would see the Reedy Creek Improvement District resolved, passed the state Senate on Wednesday with a vote of 23 to 16, mm. and the state's House of Representatives by a vote of 70 to 38. So it already passed. And he signed it. Okay. But Disney can still fight it in the courts, basically. Yes. Oh, okay. And you know they will. They'll be fine. This That sounds bad. Like, they'll probably be fine. Like, uh... Yeah, let them... Let, let, honestly, it's the Ken Watanabe uh, meme of him from Godzilla. Let them fight. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, speaking of whatever... Okay. Madison Cawthorn photos reveal him wearing women's lingerie in a public setting. Who is that? He is an embattled Republican congressman who has outraged Republican colleagues with accusations of orgies and drug use. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my Bacchanalian brother. Jesus Christ. Cawthorn, 
26, was raised in a conservative Baptist community in Henderson County, North Carolina, and has staked his political persona on arch-traditional Christian principles and the assistance of the importance of a kind of hyper-masculinity. Oh, no. He's fucked. His comments about the sexual perversion in Washington made on a podcast, which he later admitted were exaggerated, drew the public disapproval and disavowal of minority leader Kevin McCarthy, as well as other Republican as well as other Republican leaders, including those in his North Carolina Congressional Caucus. Wait, so were there other Republicans who were saying, you're being a little too extreme about this shit? Uh, he went on a podcast and basically said that, oh yeah, Washington is so horrible and full of sin, I've had offers to go to orgies or do a bump of cocaine off of someone's key. Okay. Uh, hey, he, this, I'm looking at the photos. My love, that's a twink. <laughs> My guy, that's a that's a twink. He looks exactly like Anthony from Queer Eye. That I, that this guy Politico could not independently verify the photos which are screenshots of the original images. They were provided to Politico by a person formerly close to Cawthorn and his campaign. Ooh. A second person formerly close to Cawthorn and his campaign confirmed the origin of the photos. The date the photos were taken is unclear, though they appear to show Cawthorn sitting in a wheelchair indicating the event happened after his accident. In the photos, he is wearing a distinctive pendant necklace, which has appeared in other images and videos of Cawthorn. Oh, no. The photos have started to circulate among political rivals. He's wearing a little bra over what looks to be like kind of like a blouse or like a shift kind of deal. He's got big old gold hoop earrings. I can't tell what's around his neck. Is that from the accident? Is that like part of his like support? Like around his neck? I can't tell like what the black thing is. It looks like a like a cuff or something. Uh, I don't know. Unclear. Um, but he's got a cute little chain going from his lip, like over his shoulder. I mean, listen, it's a great outfit, kind of. Uh, it's a little sloppy, I'll admit it. Um, it's very sloppy. Very queer-coded, though. There's a lot going on here. He's got a lot of repressed shit. Yeah, Whew. he definitely does. Huh? I said, yeah, he definitely does. Very much so. Like, I would feel bad about the guy if he wasn't, like, actively enacting pain on the community communities that he's secretly partaking in i guess <laughs> like I, yeah i i would feel bad about him but also like shit i was raised in a conservative environment and i'm not a political leader who's being a piece of shit you know mm -hmm. i know that everybody reacts to abuse and internalized homophobia and misogyny differently not all of us go on podcasts and talk shit about, like, gay people in orgies and doing coke off keys. Maybe that's fun sometimes. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But maybe that's fun sometimes. So. A little sexual perversion I, I never would have hurt no anybody. clue. I also would not know. A little sexual perversion never hurt anybody. <laughs> I don't know if this counts as sexual perversion. Although, by the standards of the era, probably. Okay. But... This kind of segues into our next segment. What's our next segment? Well, Stevie, we're going to talk about some mischievous boys. Yeah! <laughs> right after I stretch. I'll stretch with you. Stretch break. Oh my god, stretch, stretch, stretch. The listener has to stretch too. Ugh. Our stiff old bones. No kidding. Uh, we're going to talk about Bonnie and Clyde. I was so hoping that we would get to them. I knew they were mischievous boys. So uh, these are ten facts, ten little known facts about Bonnie and Clyde. Courtesy of History.com. Okay, I trust her. I trust History.com. Even their alien stuff? Okay, that's different. I feel like they're in that part for the money, but I trust the rest of it. <laughs> also, the Bigfoot stuff. They're in that for the money. Okay, so aside from the pseudoscience, I trust her. Aside from being entirely untrustworthy, you trust her. <laughs> yeah. Except for the parts where she lies, I believe in her. <laughs> there we go. Fact number one, Bonnie died wearing a wedding ring, but it wasn't Clyde's. That doesn't seem good. Okay, okay. Sidebar, sidebar. Six? It, those, okay, two of them. Thieves. Dating question mark? Yes. Not married question mark? Not married. Okay, dating question mark, fucking probably not married. 
Oh, wait. So he had on a wedding ring, and she had on a wedding ring, but the one she had on wasn't his? No, no, no. She wore a wedding ring. He didn't have one. Oh. Six days before turning 16, Bonnie married high school classmate Roy Thornton. The marriage disintegrated within months, and Bonnie never again saw her husband after he was imprisoned for robbery in 1929. Oh, gee. Soon after, Bonnie met Clyde, and although the pair fell in love, she never divorced Thornton. On the day Bonnie and Clyde were killed in 1934, she was still wearing Thornton's wedding ring and had a tattoo on the inside of her right thigh with two interconnected hearts labeled Bonnie and Roy. <gasps> what? Damn, within like the few months that she married that guy, she got a fucking tattoo about it. Okay. I mean, if there's anyone in history that probably didn't think about long-term ramifications of things, <laughs> it would probably be Bonnie of Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, no, that's fair. I also... I, I'm, I'm obsessed with the fact that her husband went to jail for robbery and she was like, oh, mm, I'll go do it better. And then she did, at least for a while. I think that's great. Good for her. I believe in women's rights and wrongs. Fact number two, Bonnie wrote poetry. Oh, love. Was it good? During her school days, Bonnie excelled at creative writing and painting verses. While she was imprisoned in 1932 after a failed hardware store burglary, hardware she store? penned a collection of 10 odes that she entitled Poetry from Life's Other Side, which included the story of Suicide Sal, a poem about an innocent country girl lured by her boyfriend into a life of crime. No! That's so juicy. Two weeks before her death, Bonnie gave a prescient poem to her mother entitled The Trail's End that finished with the verse, Someday they'll go down together and they'll bury them side by side. To a few it'll be grief, to the law a relief, but it's death for Bonnie and Clyde. I'm a little bit obsessed with her. I'm obsessed with her work. I also know there's a Bonnie and Clyde musical, but I don't know anything about it. I haven't heard anything from it in years. But if it doesn't incorporate shit from her poems in it, I'm rioting. That's, I, I kind of love that, actually. I, I don't know anything about the musical, so I can't yes and. Do you think that she was that she was lured astray by her boyfriend? Or do you think that she was, uh, like, jumping at the bit at the chance to have a life of adventure and crime? Well, her first husband was a bank robber, so I mean... Maybe she's got a type. <laughs> I think she's got a type. Did she know he was a bank robber before she married him? I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll cover it in the next few. Yeah, I'm wondering about his criminal record. Uh, fact number three, the Navy rejected Clyde. What the fuck? Why? As a teenager, Clyde attempted to enlist in the U.S. Navy, but lingering effects from a serious boyhood illness, possibly malaria or yellow fever, resulted in his medical rejection. Oh. It was a hard blow for Clyde, who had already tattooed USN on his left arm. Come on, guy. That's embarrassing. Fucking bootlicker. So, once again with the tattoos, though. They are just... <laughs> like, you, you have had no proof of longevity, and they're like, I can see the future. Bah! Like, stop it. Stop it. Don't do that. Oh, my God. Uh, fact number four... Clyde's first arrest came from failing to return a rental car. That's lame. <laughs> the notorious criminal was first arrested in 1926 for automobile theft after failing to return a car that he had rented in Dallas to visit an estranged high school girlfriend. Was this before he and Bonnie got together? Yes. Oh, that's kind of funny. The rental car agency dropped the charges, but the incident remained on Clyde's arrest record. Oh. Just three weeks later, he was arrested again alongside his older brother, for an even more farcical crime, the possession of a truckload of stolen turkeys. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's like, he's like, come look. Sometimes you got to steal those turkeys. He's like, come on, man, I got, the, I got the idea for the heist of a lifetime. And his brother's like, okay, whatever you say, Clyde, because he just wants to support his little brother. And then. He, him out to like a warehouse full of fucking turkeys and they're just grabbing them by the armful shoving them in the truck i'm just imagining like a, one of those like pickup trucks that has like the, the little roof on it and they're just like stuffing them in the windows so it's like full to the brim with turkeys and it's like driving down the road and like feathers are coming out of it like a cartoon they're just like blah, blah, you know that's great i really love that what was the goal sell them eat them I, I, doesn't say what the goal was i again <laughs> I don't know if they were too good at long-term planning. It's <laughs> so weird. I feel like they were just driving by and saw the turkeys and were like, that's a shit ton of turkeys. I'm sure we could do something with those. And just snatched them up. <laughs> uh, fact number five, bank robberies were not their speciality. I feel that's what they're known for. That's interesting. 
Although often depicted as Depression-era Robin Hoods who stole from the rich and powerful financial institutions, Bonnie and Clyde staged far more robberies of mom-and-pop gas stations and grocery stores than bank heists. That sucks ass, actually. Oftentimes, their loot only amounted to five or ten bucks. Bruh, come on. That's lame as hell. Maybe they have too much of a... Uh, a bit too much of a good reputation. It's like the... Oh, wow. I, I was about to segue by saying, speaking of lame as hell... Oh, yeah. But that would be that would be very off-color with this next one. Oh. What's the next one? Clyde chopped off two of his toes in prison. <laughs> what, you couldn't do all five? Lame. Lame. Why? Literally. Why? Oh, my God. Stop. Stop. You're the one saying it. That's no, funny. Why... Why did he do that? Any motive given? Just felt like it? While serving a 14-year sentence in Texas for robbery and automobile theft in January of 1932, Clyde decided he could no longer endure the unforgiving work and brutal conditions at the notoriously tough East Ham Prison Farm. In the hopes of forcing a transfer to a less harsh facility, Clyde severed his left big toe and a portion of his second toe with an axe. Oh my god. Although... It is not known whether he or another prisoner wielded the sharp instrument. Mm. The self-mutilation, which permanently crippled his walking stride and prevented him from wearing shoes while driving, ultimately proved unnecessary as he was released on parole six days later. No! Once again, the thing about longevity. Oh, man. That, That sucks so bad. Do they not give you any warning when you might be released on parole, or is it just kind of like you're suddenly let out? I mean, back then it was probably a little bit more just, you know, you're suddenly let out with no warning. Yeah, that's fair. Damn. This guy already chopped his toes off and everything. Oh, man. Massive bummer. Fact number seven, which is also kind of a bummer. Bonnie walked with a limp after a car accident. Damn. Both of them had a rough thing going. Clyde, with Bonnie in the passenger seat, was speeding along the rural roads of North Texas so quickly that he missed a detour sign warning of a bridge under construction. Oh my god. The duo's Ford V8 smashed through a barricade at 70 miles per hour and sailed through the air before landing in a dry riverbed. Scalding acid poured out of the smashed car battery and severely burned Bonnie's right leg, Holy fuck. eating away her flesh down to the bone <sighs> in some places. That's fucked up. That's really fucked up. As a result of the third-degree burns, Bonnie, like Clyde, walked with a pronounced limp for the rest of her life and had such difficulty walking that at times she hopped or needed Clyde to carry her. These aren't fun facts. They're just little-known facts. Yeah, I said there were little-known facts about Bonnie and Clyde. They're mischievous boys, not miserable boys. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) You know, this doesn't get any better. Oh my god, why did you pick this list? Fact number eight... Souvenir hunters tried to cut off parts of Bonnie and Clyde at the scene of their deaths. Jesus Christ, that's fucked up. That's pretty self-explanatory, I think. I don't have to read much of this. That's gross. Yeah. Sidebar. People are awful. What What caused their death? Uh, their deaths? I don't think I've heard that. Well, a six-man posse led by f- a former Texas Ranger captain, Frank Hammer, hell of a name, ambushed Bonnie and Clyde and pumped more than 130 rounds of steel-jacketed bullets into their stolen Ford V8 outside of Sales, Louisiana. Uh, I feel like their crimes were not super proportionate to that, but, like, of course a cop would do that, right? I yeah. they They robbed some gas stations, and, like, they only did banks, like, a couple times. They also murdered quite a few people, though. Oh, I didn't know. Did they have a good reason? Fun of it. Okay, that's not as good of a reason. Okay. I still don't approve of the cops' actions, but that is also kind of fucked up. They did also murder a few people, and not for a good reason. Hey, fun fact about their car. Yeah? Their bullet-riddled death car was put on display at a casino. That's fun. That's so what I want to see when I am... I'm, I'm flinging the slot machines, having a good time, playing a little bit of poker, having a, having a good old time, and then I look up... Oh, death machine hi death machine hello hi that sucks that's the worst following the ambush of bonnie and clyde a louisiana sheriff who was a member of hammer's six-man posse claimed the pockmarked ford v8 sedan still coated with the outlaw's blood and tissue hmm? a federal judge however ruled the automobile stolen by bonnie and clyde should be returned to its former owner <laughs> ruth warren of topeka kansas I, I, warren leased and eventually sold the car to charles stanley 
an anti-crime lecturer who toured fairgrounds with the death car and the mothers of Bonnie and Clyde in tow as sideshow attractions. The mothers in tow? Yeah. Still speckled with bullet holes, the death car is on display at Whiskey Pete's Resort and Casino near Las Vegas, Nevada. So you can still go see it. Something about the mothers in tow feels real slimy, but also like it's not like the mothers like agreed, but also, oh man, ugh, ah, ugh, yuck, you know? Yeah, it does feel slimy. It does feel a little slimy. And like, I don't know what their situation was and there's probably great money in doing that, but I, shit, I guess it's just like, you're not the criminals. People just come and like look at you. What what do you talk? What do you what do you say? My kid became a criminal. I uh, I don't think it was my fault, but I don't. Uh, it was real fucked up. Oh, how I miss them! Like what? What do you even have to say? It's gonna be the parents' fault in some way. Exactly. That's the problem. Like, yeah. Ah, uh, no, no. Look like I raised a serial killer. Ah. It was an accident. Okay, well, hmm. Maybe you, sh- maybe you should have looked a little closer. Although linked in life, Bonnie and Clyde were split in death and were buried separately. No, her poem. Her poem. While the pair wished to be buried side by side, Bonnie's mother, who disapproved of their, her relationship with Clyde, had her daughter buried in a separate Dallas cemetery. Clyde was buried next to his brother Marvin, underneath a gravestone with his hand-picked epitaph, Gone, but not forgotten. Fuck that old bitch. That pisses me off. She should have gotten to be with So, him. yeah. It was in her poem and everything. Should have. Her mom... Wrote the poem, but... Mom fucked it up. D- yep. Let her be with the man she committed adultery with. I just think she deserves that. And also committed many burglaries and homicides. Yeah. Yeah, she did with. also do that. So, yeah. This has been our segment, Mischievous Boys. They're pretty mischievous. Also pretty emo. They're pretty... Jesus, I'm still thinking about the toe thing. That's so fucked up. <laughs> There's a lot. I mean, he, he wanted out. It feels like a Twilight Zone episode of, <laughs> like, you already chopped off your toe and you get let out of prison. Like, that, oh, that's fucked up. It's like the, it's like the episode where, like, the nuke happened and the guy was really excited because he was alone and he could read and then he fucking broke his reading glasses and he was miserable or whatever. Like, that. <sighs> there was time now. There was finally time. Exactly. You see that shit? That was fucked up. Anyway, I'm Rod Sterling. <laughs> like, what next? That that could have been how we ended every episode. I have that. There's like a reaction. Wow, that's fucked, guys. Bye. There's a reaction image that I got from Twitter, I think, where it's like, damn, you see that shit? That was crazy as hell. Or that was fucked up or something like that. Uh, and I, <laughs> I just keep using it. It's very good. I was, I was trying to look back at my Google Doc and the class group me is blowing up because everybody just realized that the finals are due next week, which is kind of funny. Um, I already finished the one for that class. I'm a special Good boy. Good on you. I'm a smart special boy. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I haven't done the ones for the other two classes, though, but I've, I've been ignoring I've been ignoring those. Uh, I'm, you you got to do those. Yeah, no, I you know. I'm, I'm mainly upset because one of them, I thought that the, the big old essay that was due last week was our final thing. Um, and then this week he was like, and a PowerPoint project. It's like, what is wrong with you, dude? Because we weren't warned about that ahead of time. He literally assigned it one week before the due date. And I'm like, well, that just feels fucked up. Like, you, I could have planned ahead. That does feel fucked up. Like, we just had a paper due, like, last week, and now you're assigning another thing, like, a week before the due. Come on. Come on. That's shitty. Yeah. And he was my favorite teacher this semester, too, so I'll still forgive him. But damn. Could have gone off scot-free. I guess it's, it's going to be a PowerPoint about, like, The Walking Dead or something and how my views on apocalypticism have changed or whatever. And so I, it won't, it'll be easy, you know? It'll be very, very easy because it's been running for so long. There's a lot of material to work with, but boo yeah it's just more work you know and who needs more work not me you sound like you're about to segue into something no it'd be really quick good if i had something to segue into there but i do not yeah you did your segue voice which is really confusing <laughs> it's deeply puzzling. yeah that's right <laughs> i can bust it out at any time and confuse you <laughs> don't get it twisted because we're the quiz takers don't get it twisted, cause we're the quiz takers. Don't get it twisted, cause we're the quiz takers. 
you got it twisted cause we're the quiz takers I I think I told you this already but I finally finished Our Flag Means Death oh uh by what'd you think I love it I love it I love those gay little guys I love it very very much um I follow uh the person who plays Jim on TikTok and they are like an active part of the fandom and it's really adorable like they made a post saying like I don't know how to edit stuff but if somebody else is good at this could someone like edit a video of like Jim Olawande and Spanish Jackie in like a a polycule together and people started editing like crazy just for Vico and it's so cute uh one of my mutuals made an edit of that and Vico commented on it it was like a very small video not a lot of people had seen it yet but like they're actually in the fandom and it is so fucking cute and it makes my heart very very full and they're actually non-binary it's great it's very delightful um but that is delightful I say all that because I realized I never made you um take an our flag means death quiz which I th- okay, uh, I think I thought about it, but it was just one of those like boring ass like which character are you quizzes, and it's like okay we can do better. So, would you survive aboard the Revenge? Um, I took this earlier and it made me very angry. Um, so I think that uh, we reserve the right to modify your result as needed um, for the sake okay. of what actually makes sense in the context of the show. Okay. One second, let me take off my hoodie because I am roasting alive. Did you call that a hoodie? Yeah, it's my hoodie. Looks like a cardigan. Is like no, it's a hoodie. Is it like a zip up? Yeah. Oh, if it's zip up with a hood, I just call it a jacket. If it's not zip up and has a hood, I call it a hoodie. I like seeing the different things that people call them. Got a hood on it, therefore it's a hoodie. That that's that's how you decide hoodie. You wouldn't call a cloak a hoodie. No, I'd call it a cloak because it's just a hood with a cape. Yeah. Then what do you call it? Then what, what do you imagine when you say jacket? I, I imagine a jacket, Stevie. I imagine a thing that is a jacket without a hood. A jacket without a hood? Like a zip-up jacket without a hood? Yeah. I have literally never seen... I'm not, I'm not being facetious right now. I do not think I've ever seen a zip-up jacket that doesn't have a hood. That sounds fucked up. Are we... Are you sure you know what a jacket is, Stevie? Yeah. It's a zip-up. It's a, it's a zip-up jacket, but it also has a hood. The fuck are you talking about? Like, I'm just going to link a picture of a jacket here. Oh, like a bomber jacket. That's different. That's a specific... That is a specific thing. A jacket, I think, is a category. So I think, yeah, bomber jacket. Yeah, that's a thing. But also, if it's zip up and it has a hood, I still consider that a jacket. It's a hooded jacket, but I still think it's a jacket. But if it doesn't have the little... If it doesn't have the zip up, then it's a hoodie. That's not a jacket, No. We're going to have to disagree on this one. It's tearing our podcast apart. Ripping it to shreds. <laughs> okay, so this personality quiz is called Would You Survive Aboard the Revenge? Parentheses, Our Flag Means Death. Close parentheses. And the quiz introduction says, Yo-ho, yo-ho-ho, boy, not everyone is cut out for the pirate lifestyle. And it's by Lee Thumb 99 Question number one. Steed is interviewing you as a potential crew member for the Revenge. He asks what you'll bring to the ship. What do you say? My hybrid chef-surgeon skills. Knife's a knife, meat is meat. My sword play. I've killed, like, a lot of people. So many. All the stabs. My can-do attitude. My friend. We're a package deal. My navigational skills. An uncanny ability to speak seagull. My leadership skills. Or my dog, who I refuse to send to doggy heaven. His name is Leonard. He bites. I'm going to go with my hybrid chef-surgeon skills. Knife's a knife, meat is meat. (laughs) Question number two. Congrats, you're in. Who's the first person you befriend? Steed, Frenchie, Wee John, Black Pete, Olu, Lucius, or the friend I brought with me? I'm gonna go with Frenchie. Frenchie's chill as hell. Ever since the episode where he ran that grift, I was like, I respect the fuck out of you, dude. (laughs) Question number three. Captain Steed gives the crew the... Fuck. Captain Steed gives the crew the day off to vacation, in quotes, on an island. What do you do? The fuck is a vacation? Explore the scenic jungle. Make friends with the local tribe. Play on the beach with some crewmates. Fuck with the hostages. Swim naked. Or stab Izzy hands. I would stab Izzy hands. That's what I said too. I am... Okay, also, listen. If you're listening to the podcast and you haven't watched the show, we're probably going to discuss spoilers or whatever, so 
to skip to the end, I guess, or stop listening now. But you should also watch it. And also, uh, this is the kind of show where even if something gets spoiled for you, you should still absolutely go watch it because it is a treasure and a delight. And I will never, ever be able to spoil all of the wonderful, um, treasureful, delightful things that happen in that show. Um, so yeah. Also, it's about historic figures that died a few centuries ago. So really, if you haven't heard about it by now, it's on you. <laughs> Listen. They admitted that nothing but the names is really based on based on history. They have fully admitted that at this point. Anyway, fuck Izzy Hands. I am very, very, very angry that he did not die. Question number four. Oh no, Blackbeard's crew has invaded the vessel. Quick, what do you do? Pick up a sword and fight. Scream at the top of your lungs and jump into the ocean. Find whatever white cloth you have and wait. Wait, what? Oh, find whatever white cloth you can and wave it. Hide in Steed's auxiliary closet. Flirt with Blackbeard with the hope he doesn't murder you. Engage engage in some fuckery. Theater of fear, baby. Or, if I'm on board, there's no chance we get caught by Blackbeard. No way. I would engage in some fuckery. Theater of fear, baby. Uh, I, said, I said surrender. I said White Claw. <laughs> Question number five. Blackbeard's crew has joined the revenge full time, and you suspect it has something to do with Captain Steed. How do you handle these middle-aged pirates acting like teenagers with their first crush? I don't know. Act normal? Let them fuck. Who cares? Help plan excursions to nearby islands so they can have real one-on-one dates. Sabotage it. Sorry, but this can't end well. Sulk because you have a crush on Steed and or Blackbeard. Distract them so you don't have to do any pirating. Get a nice vacay from the plundering. Leads a chant. Kiss. 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 Ugh, can we get back to pirating already? I want blood. I don't know. Act normal? Let him fuck. Who cares? <laughs> I wanted to help plan dates. Question number six. OMG, the co-captains announced that they'll be hosting a talent show tonight. What's your talent? Sing an original song, an elaborate dance routine with fellow crewmates, playing a flute you whittled yourself, getting real drunk and watching everyone else make fools out of themselves. Over my dead body will I perform in front of people. Really bad magic tricks that the crew can't stand but Steed and Ed are obsessed with. Or throwing daggers at moving targets. Throwing daggers at moving targets. Do you think you'd be good at that? No. <laughs> Didn't say I had to be good. Yeah, I was about to say, you know, that that wasn't uh, that wasn't one of the requirements. You can just do it anyway. <laughs> exactly. Question seven. The talent show was such a hit that the co-captains have planned a karaoke night. Unfortunately, the 18th century karaoke machine only contains ABBA songs. What are you saying? Dancing Queen, Mamma Mia, Waterloo, Gimme 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 A Man After Midnight, Super Trooper, Fernando, or Bitch, what part of Over My Dead Body will I perform in front of people did you not understand? Uh, I'm going to go with Waterloo. That is the only one on this list that I don't recognize because I don't remember hearing it in Mamma Mia the Musical. Question number eight. Oh shit, the co-captains have broken up. Does, e- does new evil Blackbeard leave you on the island or take you with him? Leaves me, takes me, or I don't know, I'm with Steed and Mary and the Jaguar. Uh, probably leaves me. Yeah, I'm, I'm too self-aware. I said leaves me as well. <laughs> Listen, a couple of the motherfuckers he left on the island, I thought that he for sure would have taken, which is really disappointing. So if, if some of them didn't get taken, I surely would not. Yeah. Question number nine. Regardless of your answer before, let's pretend you end up with Steed and the island folk. Y'all need a new ship so you can go after Blackbeard. What do you name it? The Revenge 2, The Atonement, The Edward, The Gentleman Pirates, The Fuckery, The Chain, because, you know, you can't break it, or who cares, we're just using it to go find a real home, The Revenge. Uh, The Gentleman Pirates. Cute. Love it. It's like a club. Question 10. Phew, you found The Revenge and got your dad's, oh, sorry, I meant co-captains, to make up. Looks like you'll need a new flag. What do you suggest? Blackbeard's OG flag, but with two little skeleton dudes instead of one. A petrified orange. So basically just a circle a black background with red ribbon sewn through it to represent to to represent ed's red silk each crew member stitches a little drawing on the flag so everyone gets their ideas included a witch cat because you want the ship to adopt a kitten as its mascot or a mermaid to represent that everyone is welcome aboard the revenge regardless of their gender or sexuality i would go with a mermaid to represent that everyone is bored blah, 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 blah. <laughs> i would go with a mermaid to represent that everyone is welcome aboard the Revenge, regardless of their gender slash sexuality. Which one did I say? Oh, I said the little skeleton guy's in love. Question 11. Steed and Ed are back together, Jim and Olu are reunited, and alive, Lucius and Pete are going strong. Love is in the air. Who's the next couple you hope finds love? 
Wee John x Frenchie, Jim x Olu x Spanish Jackie, and Bonnie x Mary Reed, new crewmates. The fandom, by the way, is going insane at the prospect of having these two lesbians come on board and be together. It's great. Izzy Hands x Death, Buttons x Olivia, The Widow Evelyn Higgins x Spanish Jackie, or me x Someone, please. Izzy Hands x Death. The way you and I are just the same. Also, which one is Buttons and Olivia? I don't remember. I, I, especially Olivia. I'm like, who the fuck is that? I do not know. Okay, okay, we're almost done, I promise. But first, surprise, the co-captains are getting co-married. I told you love was in the air. What is your role in the wedding ceremony? Efficient, getting my priest on, thank you very much. Best man for Steed. Best man for Edward. I had a role planned, but now I'm just watching because I can't stop crying. Singing this song that they have their first dance to. Flower girl slash guy slash person. Or party planner. It must be perfect. Uh, I would go with officiant getting my priest on. Thank you very much. Hell yeah. Question 13. It's 70 years from now. You're on your deathbed. Your grandchild finds an old journal from your time on the revenge. What's their takeaway? Damn, Nana, that ship was hella gay. Who knew Nana had such a kick-ass career? Oh, look, it's Nana and Papa's origin story. Why don't you ever talk about that time in your life? Is it because of the trauma? Oh, is this why I'm named Wee Lucius the Steedsweed? There's more? I'm so sick of hearing about this damn ship. Or, I can't wait to be a pirate just like you. Damn, Nana. That ship was hella gay. (laughs) And, uh, please share your hopes, dreams, and fears for season two and three. I love theories. I love bonkers ideas. Gimme, gimme, gimme. This is a fill-in-the-blank. Uh, and I will tell you what I put for this earlier. Lucius is alive, fucking obviously, because they didn't show his body, and that is a film shorthand for that bitch is not dead. Obviously. I realized that while watching The Walking Dead, where I'm like, if they didn't explicitly explicitly show me this person as a zombie, they are not dead. Because they have a really bad habit of that, and it gets extremely predictable. Um, So I feel like that's pretty, I feel like that one's pretty obvious. I think everybody is kind of assuming that, you know. Um, But I will be upset if he doesn't show up in, like, the first episode of season two. Like, don't, don't pretend, you know. Like, don't keep me waiting. Just, just Just give me the boy. Give me the queer, please. Thank you. Anyway, uh, any thoughts? Any hopes? They're joined by a, a new crewmate uh, named Bigfoot. Uh, is that a hope or a prediction? That is uh, both. Perfect. Okay. Your result is... Yes, you're the most beloved crew member on board. Congrats. Yay. There isn't a single person on the Revenge who can imagine their life without you. You're helpful, friendly, and fucking hilarious. And for that, you will always be around. Spanish try to stab you, there will be eight swords defending you. It's a sweet deal. So that's pretty fucking cool for you because I got no derogatory. Some would try and stab you within the first few days and you would die. Which I thought was a little fucked up, personally. Because uh, I thought the well, because ho- I thought the whole point of the show was that everybody can be accepted. Because oh oh, would, would, well, I gave answers uh, like Steed would probably give some fucking answers, and Steed was a big old softy, and a lot of other people on the ship were big softies. So I think that I would be accepted. So I was very upset by that. I was I was uh, that's probably the most upset I've been at a U quiz ever. Actually, uh, I normally don't care that much, but that felt really personal because it felt like it was not. I felt like they were not even trying to relate their answers to the canon of the show. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the only yeah. way that you would not be welcome on the ship is if you were, I don't know, a fascist, a dick, supported the monarchy. Yeah, the the Venn diagram of those is like a circle. So, yeah, I just think they should have had a question that was like, uh, do, you, do you like the Queen of England? And it's just yes or no. And that's actually the only one that affects your answer. I'm sorry that the quiz didn't go the way you wanted it to. Yeah, it's pretty disappointing, actually. Um, maybe I should maybe, maybe I should have tried to to be braver. I thought my vulnerability would be would be welcome here, but I guess I was wrong. My bad. Uh, I won't make that mistake again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know how to yes and this. I'm very emo moment. Very emo. I almost made you take it, a. It um, sounds like it. Uh, a Sonic quiz. Uh, I assign you a Sonic kin and music to listen to based off of it. Uh, so I'll probably force that on you next week because Shiloh has gotten me into Sonic. It's basically, you know that, uh, I, I can't remember what it's called, but it's the idea in math of like A equals B 
B equals C, therefore A equals C. So yeah. I'm kind of experiencing that with um, Stevie loves Shiloh, Shiloh loves Sonic, so now Stevie loves Sonic. And so every time I see like a Sonic post on Instagram or Tumblr, my little brain, like I get like massive hits of dopamine and I keep reblogging them because it makes me happy. And so I just keep getting more Sonic. So now I really like Sonic, <laughs> which somehow was not something I expected out of this relationship, but I, I'm not complaining. It's a great time to be a Sonic fan. Listen, we're getting new games. We're getting new movies. It seems like we're on the up and up. Um, listen, for the past decade, Shiloh was in the pits having to be a Sonic fan. So I'm, I'm really excited. Um, in that vein, however, is there anything that you ended up liking because Andrea liked it or vice versa? I got her really into post-rock. Into what? Post-rock. Post-rock. What's that? You've not heard post-rock before. I don't think so. What What does that mean? It is a style of music that is after rock. Uh, I... What, what? Hold on. Like, what era? Post-rock is a form of experimental rock music characterized by a focus on exploring textures and timbre over traditional rock song structures, chords, and riffs. Interesting. Yeah. It makes sense So, that- for instance, a, a prime example of post-rock would be the group album leaf album leaf which album leaf yeah okay which sounds like this ooh okay i like this oh it's good but you have stuff like this it's but then very, you have more instrumental stuff it's very like subtle ooh yeah you got like instrumental stuff like this that's pretty it's more chill yeah exactly i've got some post-rock songs on my first album that is quite nice somehow that's not what i expected i expected it to be like rock but louder and more ugly um but it's actually like rock but way more chill and also prettier that's great so yeah i got her really into that i also got uh andrea really into uh post-punk music i like that that was already in your recent searches yeah which would be stuff like um well this the Chameleons, Swamp Thing, 1986. It's got a long intro. So you have this intro, which goes for a while. 36 seconds still in. Still going. <laughs> a minute in. One minute in, still going. A minute and a half in. Two minutes in. There we Two go. Two minutes is about when it starts. Okay. I like this. I like this a lot, actually. I've got good taste in music. What can I say? Yeah. Now for the ear cleanser. This is the, the kind of thing that I'd add to my... Um, my, my playlist titled Cult Classics, which feels, um, it, it's generally 80s music that feels kind of uh, lost. It, 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 to me, it feels like something that you would see in like a teen 80s movie. And I really, I like that. That's a good vibe. What are you really going to like? What am I really going to like? This. How do you pronounce that? This is a song by Gautier. Gautier. Somebody that I used to know is really popular several years back. Back in like 2013, 2014. Yeah, I know somebody that I used to know. This is their cover of it. Some band doing a 1980s version. Oh, I see. So they took a modern song and did an, an 80s cut. Co- okay, I see. It sounds very authentic, actually. That's cool. I like this more than the original. This is great. Okay, fucking vibes. Oh, yeah. Like, I love covers like this where they take older songs and do them in a completely different style. It's so good. I mean, when I was this a teenager, I was obsessed with postmodern jukebox for that reason. Oh, yeah, definitely. Postmodern Jukebox is great. Oh, yeah. Okay, here's the chorus, finally. Oh, I love. This is so good. And last one. Phil Collins, In the Air Tonight. A cinematic cover? This is a cover by an artist named Corvix. Corvix. Who does goth covers of uh, older songs. Oh, that's fun. And also has an incredible vocal range. Ooh. Like, they can sing, like, five or six octaves. Holy shit. That is yeah. impressive. Alrighty, I'm impressed. <laughs> Let's get to the good part. <laughs> Lots of build up. Ooh, this is so pretty. This is a really pretty video. Oh, come on. Where is it? <laughs> yeah, this is what I was all building to. That's a hell of a range. Holy shit. Ooh. That's cool as hell. So, uh, yeah. That's cool yeah, as it shit. It is cool as hell. But yeah, so like getting Andrea into post rock and post punk. Kind of how I, I influenced her music taste. That's cute. As far as her getting me into stuff, um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. To oh, be I thought you said that Andrea got you into post rock. No, I got her into post rock. Oh, okay, okay. Really, no shows or anything? No. Got me more into Neil Gaiman. That's fair. Yeah, getting me getting me into the Sandman series. 
I still want to get into that. I love New Game. It's good. Much. It's really good. No, I believe you. I'm just illiterate. Um, I found an audiobook of it. I think. I think so. Oh, Sandman. If I remember correctly, can, I think I found an audiobook version somewhere. Um, it's graphic you have novel, to, right? You, you've really got to look at the graphic novel because the, yeah. the pictures in it are absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I feel like you're going to be missing a part of it otherwise, huh? Yeah, you'll be missing a lot of it without the graphic novel I was portion. thinking of Discworld. I was thinking of Discworld by Terry Pratchett. Oh, yeah, that's that's totally different. Discworld's good, though. Yeah, that is different. Um it's very it's very long but i'm i'm trying to get into audiobooks since i am illiterate now um but i think that it would be great if i could still consume you know literature um in a way that doesn't like require do. me to read <laughs> which is totally legit and that people absorb things differently you might absorb it better through an audiobook than you would by reading it yeah i think that's that's kind of the point i'm at yeah i never really got the hype before but i'm starting to understand why people would go for that format instead Indeed. Yeah. Well, I think this gets us to just about enough time. I think, yeah. So, Stevie, where can people find you? People can find me over at stevieb.com. That's steviebea.com. All my shit is over there. I do TikTok. I do Twitch. I do YouTube sometimes. All my shit is uploaded to YouTube all the time, actually. I'm trying to think if there's anything I'm missing. But yeah, that's the main stuff, especially uh, TikTok and Twitch. Right now I'm playing FNAF 2 on uh, on Twitch, and I am almost done with it. Uh, I beat Night 4 last stream, and I was too scared to go on to Night 5, so instead I raided Pokemon uh, for the rest of the stream. So we have a good time. Come on down. Micah, where can the people find you? Uh, the people can find my music over at mxmaxwell1.bandcamp.com. Yeah. Where you can find not only my music, but also my short-run podcast, The Mr. Maxwell and Phineas Show, that I have released as an album for your listening pleasure. It's so cool. It's very cool. It's very good. Also... And people might enjoy it. Um, sidebar, like I said earlier, we got merch now. We got a little bit of merch now. If you want to rock our logo on stickers, on pins, on a hat... Uh, a phone case. You can. So I'm going to post uh, the link to our shop on uh, our website page. So that's stvb.com slash gender swap. All of our links to all of our stuff is over there. Indeed. Also, we have a Patreon have a where Patreon. for a mere $3 per month, a, a, um, a small smidgen amount of money, you can listen to all of our back catalog of bonus episodes, of which there are just as many as there are free episodes. You'll be getting 200% more gender swap than you're getting right now since we've been doing the podcast for almost a year at this point. Uh, so we, we're about at, what, 25 public episodes and 25 Patreon or so. Yep. Yeah. So highly recommend it. If you are itching for more of us, uh, it's only $3 a month for you to get it. Yeah. And then you'll get a bonus episode on the off weeks. So you'll get gender swap episodes every week every single week we are here for you for your ears and your hearts but only if you pay us well we're still we're still here for your we're still here for your ears if if you're not paying us but we're only here for your hearts if you give us three dollars a month there you go sorry (laughs) (laughs) oh goodness i've got student loans to pay off (laughs) (laughs) yeah me too well oh fun guess that's about it for so episode that, <laughs> I was gonna say so on that really not gloomy note I guess there's nothing left to say but bye bye